Welcome to another episode of Airbnb with D. This episode is so special because we'll have a guest speaker, Dr. Financial himself, Mr. Ron, will let us know how he went on to making thousands of dollars by using his own property while he still lives in it. So stay tuned for this episode you won't want to miss, as well as check the link in the episode description to see the YouTube video of how Ron Curtis achieved this. let Ron introduce himself as the man cave extraordinaire, soon to be millionaire man cave maker. <laughs> I'm going to let him introduce himself, but I first want to let you guys know we do have um, a guest on and today we're going to deep dive into more strategies that you can use as a host on, a, on Airbnb or whatever platform you choose to make money. Everything is not just the traditional way that you think. So, Without further ado, Ron Curtis, I would love to hear from you. I want to hear more about you. Tell the people who you are. Hey, Dave, thanks for having me. Uh, so my name's Ron Curtis. Uh, some people like to call me Dr. Financial. The reason being is just like points you know, to figure out what's going on with you. And a lot of people come to me with their financial pain points, and I help them, you know, find out remedies to fix their finances. Oh, I like that. Radius, Washington, D.C. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, no, I was saying I love that. It sounds so encouraging to hear someone, a doctor of finance, coming through to really get your financials in order because how can you really live the life you want without that? So, no, no interruption, just amazingness. Go ahead. <laughs> I edit it. So, um, I'm born... Native Washingtonian... Uh, Virginia Commonwealth University, where I majored in business, uh, and I did that because I wanted to learn a side. I had a lot of site credits, I had a lot of business credits, and I wanted to understand how people who have wealth, how they actually attain it, scale it, and keep it. I have a different businesses. I'm, I've dabbled in a lot of different businesses, especially since the pandemic. I like to consider myself a nine to fivepreneur. I have a full time job working government and as soon as i clock off work at five o'clock later i'm working helping mm -hmm. people with their credit helping people with forming businesses their taxes uh these rental cars airbnb so that's pretty much what, what i do that's my passion teaching my community financial literacy i love that too and it, it gets me prepared for the questions that i'm going to ask one thing that stuck out to me is I love the fact that you name all of these things, but start off and tell us, how do you find a balance, right? Because you only have two hands or unless you have more than that, if you're gifted, you got more than two hands. But if you are just one person, what advice would you give for someone that is actively trying to change their life in terms of what it may take to get to that point? So um, with everything you definitely, you know, working nine to five, 40. It's all that hard to find a work-life balance. So one thing that I did was yeah. put big processes and people in place that allow me to buy back my time and allow me to scale my businesses. 
I love it. Okay, so that makes it easier. So basically, the only way that you can truly perform like a machine is to have the proper systems in place to support you during that time, basically, right? Yeah, definitely. You got to have... So guys, this is a reminder. (laughs) I think it was a little lag there. No, I think it was lagging. I just wanted to remind the people that for those of us that, you know, grew up watching comics or even watching wrestling and thinking that we're just this super strong person that can do it all you do still have to have your proper systems in place so that you are not overwhelming yourself and burning yourself out I love that you said that because I feel like most people speak about systems just from an automation standpoint but they're truly impactful for your mental health as well (laughs) so that you can run all of that right trying to you know manage people manage people's expectations you know stay on top of things so uh, virtual assistants i like to leverage different technologies such as AI, artificial intelligence that kind of makes the workload on my brain easier so i can focus on what i'm good at there we go that's some good information there okay so i got some questions for you now it's not too much of a hot seat just a few more Okay, as a serial entrepreneur running multiple cash flowing businesses, because that's important, you know, starting a business is so beautiful, but the importance is that it actually generates an income. How do you balance the W-2 job as well as the side hustle in terms of the 24-hour scale? I know you said when you log, when you clock out, you're straight to your business. But do you really not give yourself that much of a balance? Do you work out? Do you factor in time? Give us some advice on how we can manage these things on our plate as well. That's a great question. So um, answer your question in terms of like finding that time and that balance. The kind of identity. Priorities in your life, right? So So I don't have any kids. I don't work on weekends. So like my schedule is a little bit more open than the average person. But if you have a wife, you have kids, you have to devote that to hobbies and things of that nature. So one thing that helps me is when I put these systems and people and processes in to buy back my time, it allows me to focus on what I it allows me to prioritize my time. Um early into it, finding that balance was a little difficult, right? Because mm-hmm. I have such a passion for helping people. I find myself, mm. you know, taking credit cards back and back and back and back, right? And not, you know, meal prepping, not working out, not doing the things that I need to do to better my life. So what I had to do, stop, take a step back, look at the big, big, and start putting some non-negotiable. That's what your sanity is more important, right? What's the purpose of making money yes. if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it? And full transparency, yes. some things I am still like working on, such as like a committed gym routine, right? That's one of the hardest things for a lot of people to do. I'm not a morning person <laughs> and I'm realizing, okay, so now it has to be a non-negotiable. I have to schedule time in the evening. So, so it's just all about finding that balance that your current lifestyle. Thank you for even going into detail about that. I am just so excited to have some authenticity 
on the show because you see so many when we're on social media uh, when we're being content creators when we're even getting clips of our own airbnbs there's a sort of glamorizing process that happens when we edit and put our fancy captions and change the filters to make it look good but the truth behind the scenes is that I would give you a number out of 20 people that I've mentored and consulted with. At least 10 of them may have even dipped their toes into the Airbnb industry, but because they didn't have a plan of action to kind of withstand themselves beyond that or to implement that balance, they got burnt out. So I love the fact you said starting with what you're good at. So of course, you know, we got to hear this man cave story Tell us about your Man Cave Airbnb. You were recently featured on um, the Bigger Pockets. I'm not sure. I saw the video. I don't know how many places this publication actually is, but I just thought it was amazing. And I would love for my listeners to get to know you more in the Airbnb space and hear about your house hacking idea. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, like you said, I was featured on Bigger Pockets podcast. Um, I actually read a book during the pandemic or listened. They're more Christian, in my opinion. And I listened to yes. this book called Set for Life by Scott Trench. And what it did was broke down how, how to stack your first $25,000 and invest in what you did that, right? Uh-huh. So ever since I graduated from college and I found out about how and I've always been infatuated with that principle. So when uh-huh. I came across it really resonated with me, especially being cooped up in the house with my family during the pandemic. Yeah. One thing. Okay. One thing. So that's a question. No, you just got, you just piqued my interest a little more. So did you go and use the arbitrage method for this, for the house? And we're going to get more into exactly what you do, but just to start off, do you, in order to do your plan, do you have to purchase? Can you do rental arbitrage lease? What does that look like? So I've one way to do anything so that to say um that's right and it all depends on right so my main goal at the was to this house right i had two they were in college and i wanted to set that standard and be that example like nah you can't just stay home for five years after you graduate right it's my driving factor my parents cool make good money but I realized, you know, it's time to grow up. I actually took the route of ownership. So, in Scott Trench, one thing he said that was in the time, he said the average American, 30% of their income on housing. If you figure out a path or eliminate it, you financial freedom because you have that much more income to invest. So, I started researching first-time homebuyer programs. Mm. Top five most expensive markets in the country. And to give you guys some context, a house in the hood shootouts is going for about four to five hundred thousand dollars, right? No you way. It's just an- <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you can't purchase a home and go under four hundred thousand dollars in Washington D.C be able to grab a condo, but you're not going to be able to buy a home in a safe neighborhood for $50,000, right? So 
because I was always infatuated with house hacking and first-time home buyers and real estate, I was well versed on programs like NACA. Mm-hmm. So to make a long, I actually uh, leveraged a couple first-time home buyer programs to purchase my first house, and I bought a four hundred and twenty-three thousand house, and I only spent thirty-seven hundred dollars to get it. The house was turnkey, ready to go. Um, and when I purchased my home, I had three deal breakers when I was sourcing. The f- I had to have a basement with a house hackable. The second one, it had to have a large open floor with a kitchen because I love cooking and entertaining my friends and family. And then last but not least, I grew up with a fair-sized backyard. I said I wanted a nice-sized backyard. Once I found that home, I purchased that home. This is so inspiring to hear. I promise. Like, I love everything about this because one thing I tell people on the podcast all the time, and and I know so many people may disagree with me on this, but I personally believe that the only time someone should purchase property as a short-term rental, because we know that there are people literally only purchasing property for short-term rentals, not for their life, not to get it paid off. Like, literally, that was the plan. And unfortunately... Um, when there is a downturn, we may even see situations happening with them that we don't want to be in. So the reason why I love your concepts is because you found a place that you were interested in, like even loving to cook. And what you're going to do is make sure that you pay off something you love with this venture. More important than just having a piece of property somewhere that you wouldn't even be tied to, you don't care about. I think our generation is just so different. I know that you say you don't have any kids, but I do. I have a 13-year-old. And the crazy thing is, I couldn't even imagine leaving her a home, like right now. Like, oh, let me purchase this home for her here. And then just hope that she grows up to take care of it. Because my daughter's already expressed interest in living outside of the country. So it's like, you know, we're in that weird time where many years ago, such as when the 30%, I want to talk about that again too. 30% of your income is spent on housing. They teach us that in banking. That has been the rule of thumb since 1981. And it was actually done by a study founding, finding that most humans, most individuals are spending at least 30% on housing. So we have to budget for that. But your twist is no, don't just budget for that. How can I cut that? <laughs> How can I cut that? and charge someone else for it because get hey if you are spending 30 percent, someone else is maybe spending 60 in a short-term rental market so i am just so elated with everything you shared and i want to give the the audience information listeners set for life is the book right that you were saying by scott trench i want to make sure i have that correct as a recommendation yep uh, set for life by Scott Trench, and ironically, he's the CEO of Bigger Pockets, and I didn't even know that. Until... <laughs> <laughs> no way! <laughs> I got a story. So, like I said, I follow so many different real estate type, and an Instagram ad came on my page, and it was like five books you need as a landlord, right? And mm. Set for Life was one of the ones on the slide. And I just commented on the ad and was like, 
I went, I purchased my first home. Now I manage 20 plus Airbnbs. I would highly recommend it. The next morning, I woke up to a DM from Scott Trench saying, Hey, I would love to interview you about your story. <laughs> so, like, the internet resource, a tool that can help amplify your life. It's information and connections out there. I'll leave that comment. If y'all see something y'all want, comment on that post. Trust me. Go for it. Yes. Not only, oh my gosh, this, I got chills, right? I'm so dramatic too. If you listen to my podcast regularly, you know how dramatic I am. I am just so inspired personally because I know that there are so many people that even have a hard time, like you said, leaving the comment. I know because of my generation and even unfortunately, I'm from a not so loving area. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. So there can be a lot of, um, you know, amongst my own people, there were a lot of competition. There is just not such a friendly environment to thrive and grow and certainly not in a friendly environment to surpass people in their learning and their growing. Right. So we see that in a lot of inner cities, a lot of areas that are have minorities, certain minorities, because on the one scale, certain minorities stick together. And then on the other scale, certain minorities don't stick together. So I can speak from that from experience. So it is so inspiring to even say, hey, pick a mentor, pick a book, read it, study it, apply it in your life and go find the author. Tell about it. Shout out about it from the rooftops, because you never know who that will connect you with and how much more money that can actually bring the business that you started. Who knows? Right. So tell me about this man cave and can it be a woman cave too? Let me know. <laughs> Definitely. So um so when I purchased my home, three bedrooms, two and a half bathroom house. And my basement bathroom. So when I purchased my home, um and she actually, now that I think about it, is the driving force behind the man cave. And the reason for this house, and when we moved, as soon as we moved in the next day, he goes and says, Oh, this is about to be my glam room in my closet. <laughs> so I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you come in the second room, like, and it's gonna be your office, your glam room, your closet, right? And she was like, Yeah, basement. And when she said that, I'll never forget. I went downstairs and I looked at it. And I said, do I want this to be a man cave or money? Right? And oh, wow. I was in my I rental car business. I was running cars. I was falling in love with cash flow, credit, stuff like that. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make this. So. In my basement, it had a full shower and a bathroom, and it had a laundry room and a private can go kitchenette, right? Yeah. I talked to one of my good friends. He came over. He had an Airbnb under his belt. He got a he did this. And I said, should I? Yeah. And he said, bro, you might as well get the money one time. Get it out the way. So, yeah, because I had a... a about leveraging credit and OPM, I was able to leverage a home renovation loan. Wow, twenty thousand dollars in my bank account within the same. 
because of and you were able to get that job, constantly getting quotes for DC government. A general rule of thumb in the government is always go with three quotes and always go with the lowest, right? So yeah, I got three different contractor quotes. Necessarily go with the lowest, but I went with the one that was the most vetted based on a referral. And I actually only needed to spend fifty thousand dollars to put a full kitchen, brand new appliance, buy everything I needed for my Airbnb in my. Wow! So from that, loan is fifteen thousand dollars, and on that. In wow. season, my studio efficiency in the hood makes about three thousand dollars per month, and wow. in my mind, I'm leveraging money. I'm spending three hundred dollars to make three thousand. Yes. You see those ten x gains, um, you know, in yes. any business model or market. Yeah, that's true. That was so good. Oh my gosh, that was so good. I love that because it's actionable advice that people could use to get started. But not only that, you sound like you didn't have to kill yourself to do it. Um, now, I'm not sure about exactly how the process was to get the property, because I know, you know, things can be tricky. Other people wanted to get the same property. I know all of that goes into it. But it sounds like because you had a plan, because you had already knew your bigger picture, like you said, what is your big goal? And you knew you wanted a financially free life. And, and I like the fact that even in your normal side hustles, I'll say not your nine to five, but really when you're talking to people about their credit and different situations that they're in, that can even serve as motivation and clear vision and direction for you. Like, hey, this is what I want. I, I want the boats, I want the yachts. And the only way to get to that point where we're now short-term rentaling uh, the yachts and stuff, right? Is to start with what you know. So I love this. I think this is so amazing. And you've given us some information about how to get started. Do you find it comfortable? This is the number one question I am asked when I am consulting with people all the time. I too recommend the house hacking method, especially when you're someone that's getting started. My method is a little ghetto though. This is so funny. When I talk to people, <laughs> I also say this on the podcast all the time. I dropped out of college maybe about four to five times. And so I'm one of the ones that I can get any job that I want in corporate America based off experience because I literally have it. Like I've worked in corporate America since I was actually 16 years old. I got a work permit in Chicago, Illinois for some of the biggest firms and kind of got my intro into corporate America there. And it was after my time there that I just realized you can never really make the money you want. Like you have such beautiful connections. You meet amazing people, but truth be told, your salary is always going to be a question because these corporate America companies can't afford to pay you like getting your own house and use, utilizing that to house hack and getting that extra $3,000 or whatever, even from one property. Jobs can't even promise that we're going to get that bonus every year like we're supposed to. <laughs> so... I think it's great. So what I do is the little ghetto way. I'll tell people to, if they don't have property now, so if there's someone that is not in a home, but they are someone that can lease property under their personal name, under their business, whatever, go ahead and do it. Because I am a firm believer of the mistakes you've made or the path that you take 
just ultimately, it doesn't have to dictate your ending. You should always still have a goal in mind. And as long as your main goal is to be financially free, then you'll find a way out of any situation that we're in. I mean, we got people that are just getting out of prison and stuff, and they're not even able to qualify for things background check-wise, but they're finding out how to start businesses, hire employees with clean backgrounds, and leverage that. That takes a mindset, though, right? So I'm part of the mindset, we're going to get it done. So I'll even tell people, hey, don't go get a one-bedroom apartment ever. If you are in a situation where you're not purchasing property and you are corporately leasing, doing rental arbitrage like myself, the more doors, the better. Because house hacking can also be a three-bedroom apartment and listing each individual room up for sit or for lease or for rent or for stay on Airbnb. So there are many ways that you can kind of split that money up. But the number one question I get is, is it safe? Is it safe to have strangers? Okay, we get the house hacking. We get we can make money like this. But how safe is it to have strangers in your place at the same time as you? And have you had any situations where maybe you were a little fearful of that or valuables were taken? Because, you know, this is everyone's question. So I got to make sure I ask it. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that's a great question. So um, I think the rental car business helped. When you're in a business, and especially when you have insurance in place, you have to remove your your love of ownership over that item, right? There so, rental car business, yeah, I'm buying these cars on credit cards and financing them, and I, not my cars, like not to take it personal if somebody got an accident, a scratch, left it dirty, things like that, right? Because there's insurance in place to protect me. So, like, oftentimes with my owners especially when it's their or homes that they occupy from time to time. I have to know, like, you have air cover for hosts. You're, you're, you're guaranteed or covered in dollars and lives we follow the process, right? Yeah. I just that and when they happen, you file a claim, you document the process, and you go through the, the steps, right? Absolutely. Me, personally, the grace of God living in my house for two years, house hacking. I never um loaded Glock, right? I don't even like that. <laughs> I know that's right. That's um, me too now. That's me too. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like people bring in Glocks into my home, right? When they right, yeah. Gotta stay like arms is legal in this country depending on where you are. So like right. my property. I don't ever even see my guests because they and they right. I have lock boxes. I have smart locks. I have you know uh, door guards. Yes. They want to try to come kicking the door, but in my mind, they're gonna have I, to go through a lot of trouble to get into some trouble. So <laughs> yeah. it's not even worth it. <laughs> and I think the most. Stolen from a property out of all the properties that I manage, maybe be like a ten dollar Bluetooth speaker, right? Yep. So or a little charger, or something you were leaving for the guests and they wanted to take it. Yep, <laughs> that happens exactly. too. So it's like it's like you have to separate your the it's my mentality from what you're doing, and look yep. at it like it's my business. Oh, if they stole something, they steal my TV. Oh, that's a hundred percent tax write off. I gotta go buy a yep. There and we just go. Look at it that way. That was awesome advice. I feel like the more people hear it from other people, 
with the confidence, they'll understand. Of course, I always give suggestions like we know to make sure you do have your security cameras outdoor. While we know we can't record guests inside and in the common areas, make sure that camera is charged um, for your perimeter of your property as well as your front door so that you always have eyes as well as going into the Airbnb app. And this may slow down your money a little bit, but in retrospect of safety, this is a good thing. There's a toggle where you can allow guests that only have a good track record to stay with you. So even if you're someone like, hey, I got the electronic locks, I'm chained. And then make sure, guys, make sure you're getting the locks that you can actually change the code when you're not near the unit and you're near the place. And we normally see that with the cheaper locks. The cheaper they are, the less functionality you have from outside of the country even. So making sure you keep your locks updated, keeping your profile and your listing up to date to even attract the target client that you want. Because I've seen some people that had a fear with maybe getting the wrong type of guest. And I look at their profile and the profile, I mean, looks it looks like it's straight for a college kid. You know, adults, we like nice stuff too. We like the neon lights. We like the urban modern feel, but there's still a quality that we look for. Um, but some listings I feel like can attract bad people just because they don't have those safeguards in place or they didn't use artificial intelligence to help them compute that listing. <laughs> so I I'm glad that you haven't had any issues. And like I always tell everyone, pray over your place. Pray, pray over your unit. Pray over, just like your grandmama prayed over you and you are fine to this day. Pray over your space so that it's also protected and have your Glock as well. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> cameras are safer, um, especially having them on the exterior of your home. Like, you want to have them yeah. in the extras of your home. Um, I feel like, you know, I've had a couple of guests say, hey, some have a car. You be like, nobody came to your car. That scratch was already there because you <laughs> play games as well. Um, especially traveling, like, in life is to help people travel the world. You can go and pull up, see, you know, who's that at your front door. A lot make place safe. Yes. Yes. I agree. Okay, so I want to finish this off. I've had so much of your time, and I thank you so much for that. I'm going to just have two more questions for you. And just to really help listeners feel confident and getting started in whatever works for them. So let's just say I throw a scenario out. I am a, hmm, or, or we'll do it like, what would you tell this person? Because I think this is cool. So I am a, 38 year old man with no children but I have a wife that has two children and they and we just got married two months ago how do I now not only bring this family into my family financially but still feel good as a man to be able to provide for my family and this question is so crazy because I have people that ask me this. I'm not a man and I've been a mom since I've been a teenager. So while I can give practical advice, I would love to hear from a man 
you know, there are some challenges. Everyone can't just jump out and get the house right now, right? But what would you tell them in terms of getting started in a way that works for them? Okay, so the first thing I would say is you want to create a plan, right? You want to create your current situation because pieces in your life, you can't move like you used to, right? Yeah. Uh, I really like writing stuff down and getting it out of my brain and crossing it out once it's complete. I actually what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, like an entrepreneur or you haven't tapped mindset, I believe that every as a gift in this life that they can monetize from. Yeah. So in the way that you do that, you spend time in, in yourself, right? In college before I started investing in business, right? Yes, yes. And you do that first thing. Let's you like to cook, right? You can start a food catering business, meal prep business. You can target high uh, middle class earners who don't have the time to cook their meals, right? Yeah. And you could drop all their meals off every Sunday before work and make enough cash flow to start saving for the down payment for your house, right? Or that multi-unit family. So you can start house hacking, right? So I love it. Take a deep look at yourself. You only got one life you live in. And you gotta live it to your full potential. Invest in not in the books. This week I probably finished two to three listening to them because if yeah. I read right but yeah. into little Rodriguez and right. rap in the car <laughs> me yelling in the background they can only say so much right I'm listening to like books or like motivational things that are gonna help right I'm not knocking True. music it's a time and a place for that, but it's like you gotta see what you really want to do yeah. our best ideas come from other people yes I love it that was so good and basically when you invest in yourself and, and I'm a minority I know you're a minority and when I say that I mean in the way the United States classifies us basically for us and our people I say this all the time all roads are going to lead to you starting your own business I don't know when you will start that like you said you invested well into the knowledge and then yourself in a few areas before you just jumped out and did it. But at some point, all of that knowledge led you to being a business owner, <laughs> right? Because even yeah. the companies that we decide to work for in nine to five are ran by business owners. They started that way at some point. So basically start the I business. I you said that because even like people say, how you do this? And it's like, I look at my nine to five as my problem. Yep. Yes. The reason being is because every two weeks, right? Yeah. Allow me to get W2s so I can qualify yep. for home or first time home by a program. Go try to yes. finance anything in this world, in this country. Without a job. W2 or <laughs> you just got to have cash and we don't have cash. You like have that, right? <laughs> You have to, and a co-signer still, because I feel what you're saying. Even with the cash, they still want something on there that they can go back to in the need that in the event that it defaults or something, right? Exactly. They get this money. Are you going to pay us back, right? 
Exactly. Is the time and going into the office hours out the week, right? Eight hours a day, right? Because I literally feel like I'm wasting years and hours of going to work. But I had to look at it a different way. If I can sit in my with my headphones in, what are you listening to? Right? Right. Are you watching Netflix on your exactly course right to figure yeah. how to it's so money that they because value but then you also have to start utilizing your time like i wrote my first ebook years ago financial understanding credit i love that work period I love, you know, I got my first approval for a corporate lease application while I was at work. And at the time, which was so crazy, which I we could speak, you know, I love the fact that we could speak to different things after we've experienced it. But people sleep on how much of a resource your nine to five can be. Your investor, yeah. your time away, because especially when people are escaping from their home. Let's say they don't have kids. Let's say they have a crazy neighbor or just a very uncomfortable living space or they're with their parents, right? And they don't really get that time to breathe. Well, that nine to five got you covered. And what I would do is I would actually put my headphones because you know, they would look at the AirPods and they would look at anything for your phone and and try to see if you were on the phone. Well, I would just play the stuff on my computer and use the old school headphones. The 99 cent, you can even get those from the Dollar Tree. I used to pick them up once a week when they broke. And plug it into the, the computer or your laptop. No one ever questions you when it looks like you're... And when I say question you, these are things that I can listen to. But you'll notice people leave you alone when they think you're listening to something for work. I almost got no distractions on the days that I would be on Audible, one of my favorite platforms to listen to audiobooks. So I would just have Audible playing and I would have my headphones in my computer, my hard, um, my station, and they would walk by like, oh, she's working. Yes, on myself so I can get up out of (laughs) here. So, yes. Exactly. You might have a little training video. Not even listening to it. Okay. Still yeah, getting our work done, because see, that's the thing. If you want to be your own boss, you got to know how to uh, be a multitasker, too, now. <laughs> not, not, so not there that's are true. some it's things like, you have to learn. Now, that's true. And just people, you have to start spending your time at work differently, especially, like, if you got a job where you just sit in a job suite. And it's like, so you just to work every day for a fixed amount of money. And doing like, nothing. Oh, my gosh. Your highlight is what I'm about to eat for lunch. That's the biggest thing you research. And it's like, I mean, I used to be like that. And that's why I can speak to it. But you change your mindset. Like, the doors open up for you. Like, I like going into work now because I telework two days out the week. I like going into work because it forces me to sit down and focus. Like, now my do list for the day, right? I prioritize my. As opposed to on my laptop, right? It makes me go in. It makes me have to sit in this cube and look like I'm working, or sometimes I am, right? But at right. the same time, right? We all you know, working. It's just on so many different things. But yes, I get exactly. what you're saying. So yeah, the resource that is just don't look at it as just money. I'm coming to work here. Like nah, start. 
doing different things with your time while you're at work. So I love that because one of my favorite people, unfortunately, he's no longer here. Miles Monroe was literally and is still one of my favorite men of God to listen to when I need encouragement about the bigger picture, not just the sad day, not just the, um, you know, a pick me up, but literally to stay focused on the goal. And I'll never forget this is what Miles Monroe preaches. He he really wants to get it into our head that time is literally the only commodity that we are all born with the same amount of, no matter where we are in the world. Everyone doesn't have the same amount of hair. You don't even have the same amount of fingers and toes as someone else, right? Because someone could have a few more, a few less. There are so skin color varies, eye color varies, eyelash count varies. But the one thing that no matter where you are in this world, that you will be given, like your brother, is 24 hours. And what you decide to do with those hours can land you in prison or a palace. And so it's up to us to really, like you said, have a focus on that plan. Make sure it's clear and plain for us. And more importantly, make sure it works for us so that we aren't in the middle of our plan and give up on it due to burnout, exhaustion, or just not having support. So I want to ask you, where can people find you? If they want to hear more about uh, what you do, who you are, learn more about the credit portion, where can we find you? The best way to get in contact with me, um, my social medium of choice. Instagram. And mm-hmm. you can follow me at Wavy. Y stays S T A Y S L L C. Um, a lot of my links and my websites and podcasts and all things are in my bio. I'm an open book. Just leave a comment on my page, I will respond to you. Um, and for people who are on link, connect with people as well. Um, I believe my my Curtis. And I have one of the uh, no, no, credits. R-O-N-A-L-D. C-U-R-T-S. Uh, but those are ways to, you know, connect with me. Uh, and one of my mottos is, how can we get money together? Right? I realize wealthy is if I help somebody else get wealthy. I will 25 plus Airbnb properties if, you know, I with different people of different walks of life. So if anybody is out here looking to connect or partner, you know, feel free to reach out to me on those platforms for the working with. I love that. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for giving your time and telling us all of this amazing information. I'm also going to link the YouTube video for um, the one that you that we I have of the bigger pockets conversation so that you guys can see exactly what it is that Ron is doing and hey get that visual content because I know some people are visual learners audio is amazing but I'm going to put the link in this episode's description so that you guys can follow him there as well I thank you again so much for your time and I'm sure we're going to be speaking soon oh my last question do you have your own podcast and if not why not you know it's crazy during the pandemic I started a <laughs> podcast called to and I interviewed like three people who were entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like I wanted to just spend my time. I really want to be on the other side of the podcast. I like talking, I like inspiring people. Um 
podcast somewhere in the future. As a guest. As a guest. Okay. So basically, long story short, y'all, we can expect to hear some awesome content that we can stream, right? So that we don't have to go to YouTube and do anything. When they listen to Airbnb with D, they can go over to Ron for the Dr. Financial and learn about everything else they need. As you know, we gave them advice to get those headphones out and get some audio content going. And I know the number one question people say, well, what should I listen to? Now we have answers. So guys, follow Ron and make sure that you are staying up to date um, with all the... Earning extra income with Airbnb is simple. Sometimes it's the accountability that we need. If you're someone that is looking to start your first Airbnb or scale to your 10th, then get involved in my Airbnb accountability community. This group is available to you by clicking the link in the episode's description. Once you gain access to the invite-only community, you are free to ask questions 24-7. Yes, that means that when you're afraid of that guest review, or maybe you have questions about Airbnb support, me as well as other coaches are there to help you succeed. So what are you waiting on? I look forward to meeting you in the community.